It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live.
what we need is in God. For those of you that have been following the broadcast, you knew we took a couple of days off as we had been uh, up in Virginia uh, with some meetings up there. And we thank God for all that he did to us, through us, and for us while we were there. Before we left, we were working on our most recent topic entitled Complex Problems, Simple Solutions. Complex Problems. Now, now the adversary wants to make sure that your problems look complex. And he wants to make sure that the solutions don't look simple. You need to understand that's, that's, how, he, that's how he do, that's how he operates. He wants to make sure, you know, because the thing is, and what you want to keep in mind, too, is God, hold on, saints, because what I'm going to do is that's something to keep in mind, regardless of what you are experiencing, what you are going through. As complex as your problem may appear, God has got the answer, and it's a very simple solution. Now, here's where we sometimes... Uh, get ourselves in trouble. You know, the problem, uh, if we don't take care of it with God's simple solution in the early stages, sometimes that problem can, can cause, it can spread and it can grow and it can cause other problems. In other words, things that had you taken care of that in the early stages, it would have never grown into all of that. My, my spirit is going to the Nazi party, and I'll just use that as an example for some of you all I've done is the sound of my voice. If the moves of the Nazi party had been dealt with in the early stages in, in, in Germany, when, when that kind of thing had just began to grow, then what ended up happening as far as Hitler almost taking over the world and... and some, all right, so... Ah, now one of our one of the one of the saints here, history major, has brought shed some light that uh, part of watch this now because I'm seeing how the Lord is tying this together. Part of what Hitler was supposed to do prior before prior to him becoming, you know, uh, this off the hook world trying to dominate the world, his job was to go to meetings of subversive groups or, or, or the, the groups that, that had problems with the government as, a, as an informant, as a snitch, as an intelligence gatherer to uh, attempt to take that back to the authorities to get it shut down. But instead of him doing that and getting these groups shut down, he ended up kept going and coming and kept going and going and going and became indoctrinated himself to the place where he then became one of the greatest uh, 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 problems in the government. You say, Apostle, what does that got to do with me? You need to understand that what you subject yourself to, the doctrine you subject yourself to will become a part of you. The Bible says that the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down into a man's innermost being. You keep saying, ah, oh, it don't affect me. It don't bother me. If you stay around it long enough, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Now, we, we often talk about Lot and how he was considered by, by God as a righteous man, but yet he was the very one that when the angels were trying to rape, when the, when the uh, men of Sodom and Gomorrah were trying to rape the angels, he come up with a suggestion to send his own daughters out to be gang raped. So that sexual immorality, that level of debauchery, that level of depravity had even affected uh, one of God's righteous servants. Now, we got to keep in mind that we are still in this world, and this is, a, this is a terrible, terrible world. We are living in perilous times. So with all of our attempts at Bible study, all of our attempts at, at, at seeking the face of God, all of our attempts at doing the right thing, we need to understand that the truth of the matter is we are affected by this, this, this wicked and adulterous generation that we are living in. And this is why we have to keep pushing 
in the direction of righteousness because there are many forces and many many uh, uh, adversarial opponents that are uh, working hard to keep us back. Now, what's in my spirit is that, you know, when I was uh, 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 9, 10 years old, we used to lift weights in the backyard growing up. We in like 4th, 5th grade, 6th grade, whatever. And whoever could pick up, we had 55 pounds. I'll never forget, we had 55 pounds on a dumbbell. And to us at that time, that was big weight. Now, I lift 55 pounds with one hand. What are we talking about? But then, at that stage in my life, it was very, very serious weight. And anybody that could lift, any, all the boys in the neighborhood would gather, the 55 pounds would be on the dumbbell. Anybody that could take that 55 pounds and lift it up all the way over their head at that time was considered beast mode. I mean, you were, you were looked at like you was the man. And, man, we would be out there from morning to noon to afternoon trying to lift that 55 pounds. I've seen that 55-pound jokers. 55 pounds have thrown jokers down. I've seen 55 pounds dropped on jokers. They land on the ground with 55 pounds, cross their neck, you know, trapped up under the, all kinds. We have to help one another, but we shirts all off. We sweating like a mug trying to get that 55 pounds. You say, Apostle, what's, what's the mess? Well, we kept pressing at it. We kept pushing at it into the place where that 55 pounds or the lifting that 55 pounds became little or nothing. You say, Apostle, how is that important to me? That as you move in the direction of God, as you move under the power and the unction of, of God, the things that seem like difficulties and impossibilities in your life today, they will become easy as you are empowered and as you are strengthened in the things of God. They will, they'll, you'll look back on them and you'll say, oh, that's, that, that, that's nothing now. Why? Because God will have taken you to such a higher into such a deeper and more complete level and strengthened you all the more and encouraged you all the more and established you all the more, just like the Lord had to tell uh, uh, Moses, these Egyptians you see today, you will never see them again. In other words, these Egyptians who's given you all of this problem that's causing you sleepless nights, that's got you all, you all all worried and doubting and all this kind of, God said, when I finish with them, you will never see them again. You don't see the, the Israelites too much worried after that about the Egyptians. Now, they started talking crazy about going back to Egypt, but you don't see them anymore being worried about the Egyptian army. Why? Because God took care of that. God is going to take care of some things in your life, child of God. Complex problems, a simple solution. We looked at capital A in our outline, difficult problems. We understand that there's some difficult problems that we have and that we are faced with. But there is no problem that is more difficult uh, than what the Word of God can solve. Keep that in mind. Daniel chapter 5, verse 12. We looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 28. Brought us down to capital B. They must eat. Now, this is important because, you know, people must eat. Now, some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, I, I wonder how you think the pastor or the apostle or the bishop or the overseer is supposed to eat. I guess you all think that God just rained us down. Just one, I want to say it's hollering osmosis, you know. All right. So, so, so we understand that 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 the pastor got to eat too now. You know, same way you got to eat. And uh, you know, it's not that God can't, but God is not raining down just manna for us to just go and pick up and and and, and eat. We got to go to Walmart too. You know, we got to buy some eggs and some cheese, milk, bread, cheese, eggs, and sugar, just like you do. So they must eat. Now, we looked at Acts chapter 6, verse 1, how that their situation had arose in the early church in regards to the Hellenistic Jews and the, and the Hebraic Jews. And we thank God that the wisdom of God straightened that out. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice today is that the wisdom of God will straighten you out and straighten me out. We're going to look at John chapter 21, verse 17. John chapter 21, is this verse 17? All right, let's do this. Um
Last part of verse 17. That's all we want, and we'll come back as the Holy Ghost gives us utterance. Last few words of verse 17. Last three words. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus talking to Peter after he had risen from the dead, after Peter had been restated, Jesus said, feed my sheep. Capital B, right? They must eat. They must eat. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless your name today because you alone are God, and besides you, there is none other. You have done it again, Father. You have woke us up. You have allowed our spirit to remain in our body one more time. For this, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We laud and magnify your holy name. Father, we thank you today for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. Trust, Father, that as we search your holy scriptures today, you will give us words of wisdom. You will give us rhema words. You will open our hearts and our minds that we may better understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Forgive us, Father, of our sins, our iniquities. Forgive us, Father, of our lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, this human nature that sometimes we still listen to, still operate in. Father, have mercy on us. You told us in your word that your mercies are renewed every morning. We thank you today, Father, for renewing your mercies in our lives, in our marriages, in our finances, in our ministries, in our churches today. This is the day, Father, that you have made. We are rejoicing. We are glad in it. We pause reverently this morning to give your name, which is above all other names, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Capital B, what? They must eat. They must eat. As we look at John chapter 21, verses 15 on down, we see a very important time in Scripture. We see Jesus, who has risen from the dead, come back, show himself to his disciples. Specifically, the disciple Peter. Because Peter, like so many of us today, thought a little more highly of himself than he ought. In other words, he, when Jesus tried to tell him that he was going to deny that he even knew the Lord, before the rooster crows, Jesus said, you will deny three times that you even know me. Peter, in opposition to his destiny, began to resist and rebuke the Lord. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Some of you all, out under the sound of my voice, have and are resisting your destiny. What does that mean? That means that God already knows what you're going to do. God already knows what I'm going to do. Our destiny is already clear in the eyes of God. God said, Robert, I know what you're going to say before you even say it. God says, Robert, I know where you're going to go before you even go. God says, the clothes that you are wearing today, God says, before the foundations of the earth were ever laid, I knew you were going to wear that shirt, that sweater. I knew you were going to wear those trousers. There was no missing of your destiny. There was no changing of your destiny. There was only you walking out your destiny. Peter tried to resist his destiny. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, don't resist your destiny. Child of God, your destiny is to be conformed into the likeness of God's only begotten Son. That is our destiny. We're going to be like Jesus. We're going to become like him. Now, God knows all of what needs to be done in your life and my life in order for that truth, that reality to come to pass. So Peter had to be reinstated because according to Peter, when asked, do you know the Lord? Peter's response was, no. 
No. And then, you know, he brought down curses. So it was almost like he said, hell no. Bible says he brought down, he called down curses. No, Peter said, no, no, oh, no, no, Lord. Now, for those of you under the sound of my voice, you need to understand that with your mouth, your confession of salvation is made. And with your heart, your belief unto salvation is made. So you say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means if you're running around saying, no, 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 you don't know the Lord, then Christ, on the day of judgment, will be standing before God saying, no, 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 he don't know me. He said he don't, so let's go with that. So Peter has to, re, he has to be reinstated. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you need to be reinstated. In other words, you, know, you need to let the Lord change the way you're talking. You need to let the Lord change, the way, change what's coming up out of your mouth because by your words, you will be condemned and by your words, you will be acquitted. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that because we confess boldly as children of God that we are saved, we are sanctified, we have been filled with God's Holy Spirit, we have been born again, then God, and we believe that in our heart, then what God does is he matches our confession with a reality. In other words, because we have confessed that, God makes that a reality. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. God says you confessed it, you believed it. God says now I'm going to do it. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you have confessed nonsense. You have believed nonsense, and God has allowed nonsense to manifest in your life. After today, we pray that it stop in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Peter had to be reinstated. The Lord asked him time and time again, do you love me? Do you really love me? Do you love me? And the Bible says in verse 17, the third time Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? The Bible says Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time. See, see now, now what you got to understand here, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, one of the saints is hollering out this very thing. You don't like it on the other foot. Peter had denied, what, three times that he didn't know the Lord, see. So it's only, it's only right that now the Lord going to ask him three times, do you love me? You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? See, you need to understand out there under the sound of my voice that whatever you do, whatever you say, you are sowing seeds that will come up again in your life somewhere, somehow, sometime. Lord had to, had to go and, and time and time again to get Moses to finally go before Pharaoh. Lord told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses, come up with this. Moses, come up with that. Moses, come up with other thing. Well, guess what happened when he went to Pharaoh? Ten times. He had to keep going back and forth to Pharaoh ten times before Pharaoh finally let the Lord's people go. Now, you keep right on out there being stubborn and being rebellious and being hard-headed don't want to believe, don't want, then what God is going to do, he's going to fix it up so that that's going to come right back to you. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you right, keep right on steady being obedient. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you keep right on sowing into the work of God. You keep right on sowing into the hands of God's prophets, God's apostles. God keep blessing you with promotion. I got one, one deacon out there, this, this, this man of God, ever since, ever since we got to talking real good, he's been a blessing to the ministry, has helped send the apostles to different countries and different nations. And every time he get a promotion, he blessed the ministry with even more. And God been promoting and promoting and promoting him to a higher, higher level. God said, that's how I work. Because what you do to the kingdom, God says, I'm going to see to it that that come back to you. Some of you all ain't got this thing. And then you wonder. You mess up, watch, let me, look, let me explain something to you. You cheapskate on the kingdom of God, and at some point, there's going to be a cheapskate in your life. That You cheapskate, cheapskate. You, you throw the kingdom crumbs if you want to. Keep throwing the kingdom crumbs. And then when the kingdom starts throwing you crumbs, then you wonder where the crumbs come from. It's what you threw into the kingdom. Because whatsoever a man sow. See, see, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to some of y'all out there, children of God. God did not look with favor on Cain or his offering. We know that. But on Abel and his offering, the Lord looked with what? Favor. That means God liked Abel and he liked his offering. Well, what was Abel's offering? Abel's offering was fat portions. Fat portions from the first of his flock. 
from the first of his hurt. In other words, Abel said, look, I want to make sure that God get the best. And God said, what? what? Hold up now. You want to make sure that I get the best? Yes, God, I want you to get the best. I want you to get off the top the best. Well, God said, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that you get the best and you get what's off the top. That's what first fruit offerings is. It's your way of saying, God, you get off the top. We want to position ourselves, children of God, so that, 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 that God is getting off the top. All right, I think we've got some problems with our talk shoe connection. Let's see what's happening. No, looks like we're all right. All right, praise God. So, you say, Apostle, what are you, what are you trying to what are you give God off the top? Give God fat portions. You want God to give you fat portions? You want God to give you a quality blessing? Give God quality offering. Give God quality time. Remember your creator in the days of you. In the days of you, why do you suppose God said that? Because when you're young, you're strong, you're full of energy, you're full of vitality, you're full of all kinds of stuff. God wants that. He wants that. He won't that word upon. All right, praise God. All right, so Peter has got to be reinstated. It's imperative because the last things that were coming out of his mouth real good was, no, no, I don't know the Lord, I don't know the Lord, I don't know the Lord. But the Bible says the third time, Peter was hurt now because the Lord asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. Now, uh-huh, see, you say, Apostle, what? I had to stop right there because the Lord stopped me. Because I'm hearing God say, oh, now you realize that I know all things. I'm hearing the Lord say, I knew all things a, a, a few days ago when I tried to tell you, you were going to deny three times that you even mowed me. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to us out here? We listening to you. We tuned in all deep. I'm, I'm taking notes like the rest of them. What does that mean to me? What that means to you is this that God already know all things. He already know all the bad things that's going to happen to you and me. There ain't no avoiding. There's no avoiding. He already know all the good things that's going to happen to you and me. There's no avoiding. He already know what job you're going to get. He already know what woman you're going to marry. That's why we don't stress ourselves. Some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice stressed like a mug, taking medicine to get up in the morning, taking medicine to go to sleep, worried about what's coming, worried about what's coming. Look, if you want to know what's coming, get yourself close to God and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you what's coming. That's part of the jobs of the Holy Spirit, to reveal to us what's yet to come. You got to be stressed, taking all kind of medicine to calm you down, taking all kind of medicine to perk you up, you trying to get... <laughs> Lord, you know all things. See, that, 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 that right there, that right there should calm your mind and ease your fears. The Lord knows all things. Lord spoke something in my heart some years ago. God said, Robert, I already know the exact number of breaths you're going to take in this life. I'm like, Lord, what in the world? Why are you going to say something like that? Lord, like I'm just saying. He knows everything. Now, God said, I don't tell you all everything. God said, there's some stuff I could tell you all that would freak you out, that would shake you up. God said, I don't tell you all that. Remember, God told his people that they were going to take over the promised land. You remember that? 
God made sure that he didn't tell them that the uh, giants was in the land. They went and saw that for themselves. And it shook a whole lot of them up. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? God know that there's some stuff that will shake us up. That's why we don't tell little bitty children everything. I messed around. I'm going to use me as an example. I messed around. My father had got this book when I was a little bitty boy called Very Special People. And it was a book about deformities, uh, Siamese twins, individuals, little bitty midgets, individuals were born with no arms, no legs. And, man, I messed around and saw that book, and that book shook me up. Even today, grown man, I messed around missing it. My heart started beating a little fast. But I got to calm settle myself down. But you say, Apostle, what you got there? As a little bitty boy, that book shook me up to the, to the place where that book had to be hid from me. If I even saw the book on the bookshelf, heart would have made too fast. Man, they had to take me to the doctor. I had to get some medicine. I remember I had to get some medicine and a clear bottle, man, to settle me down. You say, Apostle, come on now. I ain't playing with y'all out there. That's why we don't tell little bitty children everything. We don't show little bitty children everything because the truth can be too much. Well, God don't even tell us and show us everything. There's some stuff coming to look in this America, in this right here America, that God don't show me that 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 has has shook me up as a prophet, as an apostle. Stuff I ain't even gonna talk to you all about. The only thing I'm gonna tell you is, look, you better you better get yourself saved so that hopefully you don't have to go through it. Let me just say that again. No, I ain't going there. Some of y'all like the apostle tell us, tell us. I ain't telling you nothing. What I'm telling you is get yourself saved and get yourself serious about your relationship with God so that hopefully the rapture take place before the stuff that's going to go down in this country. And in this world, because this antichrist, the spirit of the antichrist is at work, and he is not playing around at all. Making, doing stuff, making plans. The spirit of the Antichrist is doing stuff and making plans right up under our noses. Right up under our noses. Get yourself saved out there. Self saved. Get yourself sanctified. Get yourself filled up with the Holy Ghost. Lord, you know all things. Yeah, he always has, and he always will. We're the ones that got to, got to learn stuff. Peter said, look, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus said, look, all right, now that we got that, now we got that straight. We, we, got every, we, we good now. We back now. Everything, everything all right? Now, back to the instruction. Because, see, as long as you keep out on telling the Lord, no, 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 see, you ain't doing, you ain't taking care of the instructions that the Lord has for you. And that's why sometimes God got to blast jokers. See, sometimes, you know, sometimes there's some things you can't tell your children until you lay a little level. Oh, man, that's a little, I've seen times, man, children running crazy. Children can't get themselves together. Joker lay a little level down. Now, all of a sudden, children standing, standing to attention in a straight line, ready to hear, ready to listen, ready to follow instruction. Oh, man, I've seen times, little children jumping back and forth in the bed at night, time to go to sleep, jumping back and forth in the bed like little monkeys. Lay a little bit of leather, a little bit of leather. All of a sudden, you come back in the next time, little joke. Like, <laughs> sleep like a mother. You say, boss, what you got now? God has to lay a little leather on his children. God said, Robert, I chasten those whom I love. God said, what kind of father would I be if I didn't chasten you when you did something crazy? What kind, of, what kind of father is that? I tell you what kind of father that is. That's a sorry father. And God says I'm not a sorry father. A father out there that does not chasten his son or his daughter when they have, when they have done something wrong, that's a sorry father. That's one of your main responsibilities as a father, to discipline that young boy. Oh, come on now. This is part of the reason why a lot of our black children acting like fools. Sorry, father. Sorry, father. You ride, you're going to ride past your son out on the block selling drugs? Selling drugs. That You're going to ride past him. No, it's your job, Father. Get that straight. You, oh, oh, you mean to tell me that your son's gang jacket is in the wash, right, with your uniform for work? His gang jacket is being washed right in the same, and you ain't got that straight? 
Father, I'm talking to. Because why you say, Father, why you why you going there on us, Father? Because the because God is the one that said fathers bring up children in the training and instructions of the Lord. Oh no, I'm not so much blaming women. No, no, no. Woman put here as a helper all day. I don't care what y'all say out there. Y'all go and jack yourselves all up, get yourselves all excited. You a helper. Ultimately, the responsibility in the family, the responsibility in the church, the responsibility in the creation, it falls on men. Jesus did not surround himself with the 12 ladies, with the 12 deaconesses. He surrounded himself with 12 men. He had some women that were following them, but those 12 men were designated as apostles. Not one single woman. You won't find it in Scripture nowhere. Oh, y'all making up a whole lot of stuff. Y'all making up stuff. That's what y'all do. And a lot of y'all like that kind of stuff because that's what y'all do. But I'm talking about what the, this, the topic of this pro, the, the name of this program is teaching the word, not teaching that mess that y'all done cooked up. He said, feed my sheep. Now, now, what you got to understand out there, because now the Lord is dealing with me a little bit on this, you know, because sometimes I'll be like, Lord, man, I'll shut this thing on down. You know, only got a handful of faithful, handful of faithful supporters of the ministry. All of these downloads I'm seeing, all these jokers out there that's listening to different things, that wouldn't send a nickel, wouldn't send a penny. And let, Lord, let me shut it down and just and just be, God said, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. But God said, look, whether they support you or not, the command remains, feed my sheep. See, all out of you jokers out there that won't do nothing, God said, I got some sheep out there that will, and they need to hear. They need to be fed. So a lot of you jokers out there is enjoying the benefits of that which was meant for the sheep. A lot of you goats out there, I'm talking to you, I ain't, I ain't standing in the corner. You goats out there is enjoying the benefits of what was meant for the sheep. God said, feed my sheep. So I got to put it out there because there's some sheep out there. There's some sheep out there under the sound of my voice. Feed my sheep. Now, you know, you, a lot of times, you know, you know, what's in my spirit? You know, you, you have a dog outside, right? Dog that you love. Come time to feed him, you know, you pour some dog food in his tray. Man, you might have a, 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 a ants get in there. You know, you might have a, a, a flies come and get in there a little bit, get them some. You know, it, it, it's meant for the dog. But some other entities got in it. So it is with the word. Word is meant for you sheep out there, those of you all that's going to take it and that's going to apply it in your life and receive a benefit, some 30, some 60, some 100 times fold, those of you that are going to communicate all good things with your instructor. That's an, that's an, that's an instruction. In other words, that means if the word of God coming through the man of God has been a blessing in your life, has caused you to receive some blessing and to, to get some blessing, then you're supposed to share them good things with the instructor. That's how sheep operate. So the word is meant for the sheep. And God said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now, some of you all out there, under the sound of my voice, that are goats today, God said, Robert, some of them will be sheep in the future. So we thank God for that as well. People can change. And God's word is the vehicle that will change them. Feed my sheep. Because they got to eat. They must. What? They must. In the natural, those Hebraic, uh, uh, those Hellenistic or Gresham Jews, widows, they had to eat in the natural. They had to eat in the spiritual. God's people have got to eat. Feed my sheep. Now, Jesus said, look now, with that being said, I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself. You went where you wanted. But when you are old, someone else will stretch out your hands. And someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Now, Jesus was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, all right, follow me. Lord said, look, I don't already tell you what I want you to do. I don't already tell you how you're going to die. Now, come on. Let's, let's see if you're going to tell me, no, 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 this time. 
See, see, you see, Apostle. See, last time Jesus tried to tell him some stuff. What did he say? No, no, no. Jesus tried to tell him some stuff at the last supper. Peter was like, no, no, no. Now, now, all of what Jesus done said has come to pass. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice. Y'all have been in your little hearts and minds been saying, Apostle, no, no, no. Some of the stuff y'all been hearing me say. <laughs> that was coming your way. That you were going, no, no, no. Some of that stuff done happen to some of y'all out there. Nah, I already know. You can't hide nothing from the Holy Ghost. Quit trying. So, so now that God is restoring you, uh-oh, restating you, it would be insanity for Peter. Let me look at this camera real, real good because y'all need to look at my face. It would be insanity for Peter to start talking the same nonsense that he was talking before the Lord allowed all that stuff to happen to him just like he had told him. You say, Apostle, what that mean to me? It would be insanity for you after you done seen what, the, what God said was going to come to pass and you jump right back out there and do things the same way you did them the last time. That would be insanity. That would be insanity. That's, 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 that's a mark of madness. The Lord said, all right, now, now that I got your attention, or shall I say now that life's events have got, life, life, now that life has got your attention. See, some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice, life ain't got your attention yet. Oh, you still running around, whoopsie-woo, doopsie-doo, doopsie-doo. But there's some, there's some things you will run into in this life where God gets your attention. Now God be saying, now, are you, are you prepared to listen now? Couldn't nobody tell you nothing. But are you prepared to listen now? <laughs> now, tell me, tell me no, 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 now. Tell me you ain't going to die like I just suggested, like I just told you you were going to die. They must eat. You must eat out there. And in the natural, if you're eating somewhere, you need to be paying. You can't go to McDonald's. You can't go to Pizza Hut. You can't go to Golden Corral, just sit down, eat your fill, and get up and walk out. You got better sense than that in the natural. The question is, I be trying to figure out how you can see that in the natural, but get over here in the spiritual and act like you have lost your mind. The spiritual is not the place to lose your mind. The spiritual is the place to operate in, in even a higher, higher degree, a higher, higher functionality of your mind. Some of you all out there got restaurants. What I, I man, I would, I was, and, and and don't believe in 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 paying for the word, the spiritual manner from heaven. I would love to just go to your restaurant in the natural. Sit my little self down, like some of you all are doing with this word. Sit my little self down and just eat and eat and eat and then get up and just walk out the door. Some of you all are call the police on me. Everything. Eat everything that is not on the thing on the menu and grab a chicken leg off somebody's plate that's sitting beside me. Fill myself up and then get up and walk out and don't even think about pain. Now, some of you all, you can see that ain't right. You can see that. Lord, help us all in Jesus' name. They must eat. And if you're eating, you need to understand, if there's a, if there's a eating going on, there's a payment that needs to take place. It needs to take place. We went to many restaurants while we were up in Virginia. Not one could we just eat, 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 and then just walk out of there unless we had paid. Unless we had paid. And this is natural food. See, how much more should we see to it that we try to pay? Bible tells you, buy the truth and sell it not. Buy it, buy it, buy the truth. See, the truth needs to be supported. You go in and rent your little video from Blockbuster. And see, God said, I'm going to hold them accountable. You'll go in, you'll spend your money and rent your video from Blockbuster, but you don't want to give no money to the, to, the, to, the, to the truth being preached to you. You go to that blockbuster because blockbuster's gone. Redbox, you go spend your money in Redbox. You go take your money and pay for pay for movies at the cinema, which is lies on top of lies. You go, you go and pay. You go and pay. You think God don't see? You think God? You think God gonna just God gonna just let that go? No, He's not. Children of God, I got to tell you. If I didn't tell you, then then you know, I, God give me, I'd be in trouble. Then he said to him, follow me. Now, Jesus, look, 
after I done rebuked you real good, after I done told you some things that hurt your feelings, you know, now I'm still saying, follow me. Children of God, I done understand my voice. Now I done had to rebuke you a little bit. Holy Ghost, I done had to use me to rebuke you, say some things, hurt your feelings a little bit. And now God is saying, now keep that on following the broadcast. <laughs> All right. One of the things is making me Hold on. Go on and give that and close us on out in prayer. It's like that scene in uh, Lean On Me when they're in the courthouse and um, Joe Clark and his partner are just yelling at each other. And his homeboy just says something like real like crazy to him. Then after that, his homeboy's like, you want to get something to eat? <laughs> Father God, thank you for this day that you've made. Lord, thank you for everything you've done and what you're going to do. Lord, forgive us of our sins and thought word of be. Lord, thank you for the blessings that you've given this family. Lord, continue to keep our hands strong in whatever works we do, either it be missionary work, school work, work, anything. Lord, continue to bless the saints that continue to listen to this broadcast, and contribute. Lord, just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.